You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. I think it's only appropriate that we start right in with this show, Shannon, uh, from an email from one of our fabulously sexy readers and listeners that we have for Sexy Marriage Radio. Yeah. And I say that because I believe every listener of Sexy Marriage Radio is fabulously sexy. So this is just uh, from right. a woman. Sorry. I just said it's right. That's it's right. It is. Shape. It's about your attitude. <laughs> Absolutely. So this is just, it says, Dear Sexy Marriage Radio, thank you so much for what you do. I'm a young Christian wife of one year. They had their first anniversary, and thanks to Sexy Marriage Radio, their sex life is improving in strides. After about a year of marriage, they stumbled on the show. She listened, showed her husband, and this sparked some incredible conversations. And for the first time in their marriage, she experienced an orgasm in the presence of her husband. <laughs> Love it. I, I wonder who was more thrilled. I wonder if she was more thrilled or if he was more thrilled. I bet it was a competition. Um, I, You're probably right. I mean, I, <laughs> and I think they probably need to try some more to see who really is more thrilled. Each time. Keep testing that theory yeah, you, over yeah, and that's, over. That's more more time in the lab is necessary. It can, <laughs> can you think of anything more bonding? Because I, I heard a pastor say recently at a church where I was speaking, he said, the reason that God gave us the ability to orgasm is so that our brains would bond with the person that we're orgasming with. Yeah. And that that was all the more reason why sex should only be enjoyed within marriage. Yep. So can you imagine how much more bonded she felt to her husband and how much more bonded he felt to her after finally experiencing that euphoric thing together. Totally. I mean, that's, that's one of those things that it's, you know, you create this special secret world together with someone else and it's, it's lasting because it allows you to look back fondly with them from any time that you want. You know, well, and it also allows on. you to look to the for look ahead to the future yep. with with titillation yep. of when can we do that again? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> because it is not a one time thing. You yep. know, once you experience orgasm, you want to experience it over and over, every which way possible. Yeah, it's just a really fun toy that God gave adults. It is, and that just reminds me of another email we got from a listener a while back that I don't think we've shared on the air that. It's a, he sent us a joke saying that after God created man and woman, he came to Adam and Eve and said, all right, I have two more tricks left in my bag. The first one is the ability to pee while standing up. And so Adam, without hesitation, jumps on the opportunity and says, ooh, ooh, I want that. So, of course. <laughs> so God gives the man the ability to pee while standing up. Then God looks at Eve and says, Eve, I guess you get the last trick in my bag, the ability to have multiple orgasms. <laughs> she won. <laughs> yes, she, yes, she did. I'm kind of, I'm kind of bitter with Adam right now. And Adam is like, I'm willing to squat. <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I, can I take? I'd like to change my order, please, God. <laughs> well, this is Sexy Marriage Radio. We're glad you join us and take some time out of your day every week to listen to us. If we'd love to hear from you, if you've got something that's a question, a comment, joke, anything that's on your heart and mind when it comes to your married sex life we want to hear and you can send us emails at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com where those emails are suggestions and topics for future shows and they really are what drive what we do 
You can also jump on iTunes, leave us any kind of a review, comments, five stars. That helps us climb the chart. And we love the message of married sex is the absolute best sex out there, climbing the charts and spreading as far and as wide as possible so that other people can see what really is going on in marriage is good. It's good stuff. All right, so the, the email that we started the show with, Shannon, also touches on uh, something I think that's worth exploring. Because it is, it's talking about she experienced an orgasm in the presence of her husband. And then she goes on to talk about uh, now we want to move to where he can give me this gift. So yeah. that he can be part of it as well. Yeah. And, and that brought to mind a couple that I've been working with for quite a while. I've um, been married 25 years. And historically, the pattern in their marriage has been uh, that oral sex performed on her is only for stimulation, but she didn't think that he could ever make her cross the finish line and experience an orgasm. So he would, she would let him stimulate her orally, and then she would you know, gravitate toward vibrator in his presence. And so she was experiencing orgasm in his presence, but it was never him that tripped the trigger. Mm -hmm. It was always a battery-powered friend. Okay. And so they had just fell into this rut of accepting that this is just how she works and that's the only way it's ever going to happen. However, um, when I was really pushing them to communicate with one another, uh, using words, using uh, you know, word pictures to illustrate what they really fantasize about, what they really long for from their spouse that they may not have been getting, one of the things that she mentioned is, I wish that he enjoyed oral sex enough to bring me to climax. So his response was, uh, excuse me, I enjoy it immensely. Like, it's not my fault that you're not experiencing How could you orgasm. say I don't enjoy that? He, he was like, I could do that till the cows come home. But you're the one who's like, okay, that's enough. Let me get my vibrator. Right. So I asked her, what is it about how he's performing oral sex that doesn't sit quite right with you? And for the first time, she was able to verbalize to him it just seems as if you are coming at it like a dog with a bone. Just blah, 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 blah. <laughs> she said it just, it seems a little rough. She said, so I've usually just tolerated it because I felt like that's what you wanted. But what I really want isn't a dog with a bone. What I really want is like a stroll in the park. And so okay. he was like, yeah, what does that even mean? So she picked up his palm uh, and pressed it to her face. And she put her tongue against his palm. And I don't know what she did in there, but basically <laughs> she just kind of showed him. And he was like, Could you, would you even be able to feel that? And she was like, yeah, it doesn't take much pressure yeah. at all for a woman to feel this. We're talking about a sensitive area. A very sensitive area. So then <laughs> they came back the following week so, so excited because not only did he lighten up and was able to bring her to orgasm, and she was actually very surprised at how fast it happened she mm -hmm. said it actually happened faster than when she uses her vibrator uh that when she learned to communicate exactly you know the rate and speed and pressure she, she, i remember her saying look i want to feel nothing but your lips and your tongue i don't want to feel the whiskers on your jawbone mm -hmm. <laughs> especially on a saturday morning when you haven't shaved since friday morning you know yep. and so once she was able to communicate that and she was able to experience that something else really magnificent happened corey she uh they came back the following week and she explained that through the years she had tried several times to stimulate his nipples because she assumed that if her nipples are so stimulated 
by licking them or you know, having them lick, mm -hmm. that surely he should be stimulated by that too. But so often he would say, mm, that doesn't really do that much for me. Right. But after he brought her to orgasm himself with his own tongue and they just felt this incredible euphoric bond between the two of them, he was like an animal afterward. Like he was holding back this aggression until you know she crossed her finish line. And then he, she said when he got on top of her, he positioned himself to where his, his chest was like right in front of her face and she decided to give it one more try. So she started licking on his nipples and all of a sudden he says, just suck it. Don't just lick it. Suck it. And <laughs> no. so she started sucking it and he's like, do it harder. Right. And so she started doing it harder. And then he's like, just bite it. And so she was like, I'm afraid I'm going to hurt you. And he's like, you're not going to hurt me. Just bite it. And what they both <laughs> came back to this you know, next session realizing is that all these years, he had been giving her what he wanted. Right. The roughness, the aggression, the the, the ferociousness. Right. And she had been giving him what she wanted, just the tenderness and the softness. And once they figured that out, she was like, I don't mind nibbling on his nipples. I don't mind sucking him and putting a hickey on his chest. If that's what turns him on, then that's great. And he was like, it's actually a lot easier just to rest my face on her thigh and just take a stroll in the park than to do the dog with a bone thing for 30 minutes <laughs> and, and then be exasperated that I didn't, you know, still didn't make her cross the right. finish line. So it was just amazing how much... A little communication goes such a long way and help them both experience something with one another that they never had in 25 yep. years of marriage. And they feel like they're on a honeymoon now. That's awesome. Yeah. So I wanted to share that with our listeners to say, you know what? It is never too late to experience new things, mm -hmm. exciting things, euphoric things, but most importantly, to experience exactly what you want. But you have to learn to verbalize that and to ask for what you want, ask for what you need. Just choose your timing wisely and choose your words sensitively right. so that the other person doesn't feel attacked or belittled. Invite them into the process to be the hero to deliver exactly what you want and need. And you might be surprised at how eager they are to give you just that. Exactly. And it's it's interesting because that also means it, you have to slow down and not just assume that your partner wants what you want, you know, that they yeah. want it the way you want it, that they, I mean, that's the, what comes to my mind when you're, when we're, when we're talking about this idea is how we want to be treated is, or how we treat our spouse is often how we want to be treated. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that whole do unto others as you would have them do unto you kind of, you know, it's a, it's a offshoot of that in a sense that it's, you know, if I feel better and comforted, by a hug well then when my wife is sad or down then obviously she's going to feel better and comforted by a hug because it would make me feel better so therefore i need to offer that up when in reality she might just want to be left alone right she may feel <laughs> smothered by a hug right. in that moment right and when it comes to sex it's the exact same thing that you know she wanted the stroll in the park he wants the dog with a bone so hello when you say no 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 do it like this oh well i can do that i mean that's that's sure. great but they can only do it when they know that yeah. that's what you want. Yeah. He had he had no idea that just putting his resting his face on her thigh and just you know taking it easy down there for a few minutes would be all that it took. Yep. So I'm I I was so so proud of this couple and how they so bravely but jovially you know you don't have to get too serious about this right. you know they were they were just. They were making wisecracks about the dog with the bone and strolling the park type of approaches, but those word pictures spoke volumes. Yeah. Volumes. Absolutely. Totally. I mean, that's the whole idea of 
when you realize that this is something you're trying to create together. It's a collaborative thing that when you can be on the same page, it allows you the opportunity to really experience so much more. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt to give your spouse something, whether that's, you know, a back rub or, you know, a, a certain oral sex technique or whatever, and then say to them, just so you know, that's exactly how I envision it would feel good to receive that. And that's why I did it for you just now. I wanted to show you what I think would feel good to, to receive. Okay. Yeah. So you had mentioned one time that um, sometimes Pam's, that Pam approaches you with a back rub that doesn't fit your <laughs> description of a relaxing back rub. Yeah, it's just the whole idea of, I mean, this is, let's take it out of the sexual context for a moment. But it is one of those that, you know, if I'm stressed out about something and she sees that and senses it, she'll come up and give me a massage. But for her, one of the things she loves being massaged is her shoulders and her head, mm -hmm. you know, and her neck. For me, while I love that, for me, stress is in my back. It's usually right in the muscles along the side of my spine, down towards my lower back. That's where I, that's where I carry stress. Uh -huh. So a shoulder massage doesn't help me much, but a back massage does. But it's so funny because we will, and I'll have times where she's like, hey, can you, can you give me a massage? I'm like, sure. So I start rubbing her back. And she's like, no, 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 shoulders and neck, come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and it's just because we go where, we think it, we think good. we think it feels good, and mm -hmm. and that's based on our experience. And it's and it's difficult to sometimes re remember. Oh wait, hold on. This is where she likes it. This is where he likes it. This is how he likes it. She likes it. So, I mean, the same thing of, you know, you can look at that with your kids on the way they handle things. That just because I feel comforted by something doesn't mean my child is going to. If I do right. the same thing, and so I mean, we do this all the time, don't we? And it's kind of like the love language thing. You know, they say that you, you don't just speak your love language right. and expect them to interpret it. You have to speak their right. love language in order for them to feel loved. So, yeah, touching them how they want to be touched. Uh, but I want to create some balance here, too, though. Okay. Um, like, we recently got an email from uh, Jerry who says that uh, he has been married for almost 40 years. And from the very beginning, he has been so fascinated, even to the point of obsession, with his wife's breasts. And he man always thought that maybe, you know, huh? He's a man after my own heart. <laughs> and he used to feel bad about it, but then he came to realize with maturity that, that this is hardwired into our brains. And right. when you think about it, of course, human beings would be hardwired toward a breast because what does a breast represent when we're born? That's survival. <laughs> that's nourishment. If we came out of the womb going, oh, you want me to do what with that thing? <laughs> you know, we would starve in the first three days, right. you know? So of course we're hardwired toward breasts. And I don't think that it's just men either. I mean, for women out there going, I wonder if I'm lesbian because I actually think that women's breasts are quite fascinating too. Yeah. No, you, you had to breastfeed too. Uh, uh, the male brain and the female brain are both wired toward the breasts and the nipple. But what he explained is that um, he was just so, you know, fascinated with her breasts and that he really wanted to fondle, caress, lick, suck, all these things to her breasts. And he said that she appreciated the attention and she freely gives him access. But she said to him, it really just doesn't do that much for her. It's not a big turn on for her. Right. And he wanted to address this topic. And so 
I wanted to say, first of all, to Jerry, kudos for being honest with your wife about how much it means to you. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that Jerry's wife gives him that free access and appreciates the attention, even though it doesn't necessarily turn her on, she knows it turns him on. Yeah, she knows it does so, something for him. Yeah, so I, I just wanna say that, you know, for your spouse to communicate that something would mean so, so much to them, don't just put it through the filter of, would it do anything for me? Would it make me feel aroused? Because that's only part of the equation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if it's a big turn off for you, I guess that's certainly something that needs to be, you know, discussed and navigated through. Yeah. But my philosophy is if it's not that much skin off of your nose to let your partner do something to you that they find incredibly arousing, then let them do it. What difference is it going to make to anybody's salvation that you allow them access to your body to enjoy something that they can't have access to anybody else's body to right. enjoy. So I, again, kudos to Jerry's wife for saying, you're welcome to just camp out there. It, it, not that it's something that I crave, but if you crave it, then bring it on. Right. And this, I wish that every married couple could find that open level of communication. And that level of communication needs to continue because you think of the different situations that sometimes something is more stimulated than another. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there'll be times where, you know, man, nipple play is great and it's really, really arousing. And maybe that's even enough to reach the finish line of orgasm. There's going to be other times where it's like, you know, that's just really sensitive today because of the cycle I'm in or whatever else is going on or the fact, yes. that, or the fact that you've been on my right nipple for an hour and a half. That's enough. <laughs> oh gosh. You know? <laughs> but, I you wouldn't know, even let a baby do that. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I, I completely get it. But it's just that whole constantly having that kind of, Hey, wait, this is, this is doing this for me right now, or it's not. And, or I'm glad you're enjoying this or, you know, so it's just, we never, we never stop communicating. And if right. you think about it, Shannon, we never stop communicating anyway. You know, whether we say something or not, we're always communicating with our spouse. Right. And we communicate and, and I, tons during sex without saying a thing. And so it's being clear about, what am I communicating? What am I seeking? What am I wanting? Right. And I totally agree with you. The whole thing of, you know, especially a woman's cycle is going to make her more prone to nipple right. stimulation being arousing, you know, certain times of the month. And there are other times of the month where nipple stimulation might actually make her nauseous. Right. I, I've had that on, you know, on occasion where I was like, you know, normally that feels great, but for today, some nope. reason it yep. just, mm, it's not sitting right with me. So just, you know, be honest. And I don't know that Greg has ever taken that personally, you know, just be honest about what you're experiencing in that moment with your partner to say, yes, more of that faster, harder, lighter, you know, whatever, just communicate. Right. Um, and, that, and sometimes you can do it through body language. Sometimes yeah. by simply, you know, scooting back, that kind of sends the message lighten up. Or if you're pressing forward, that kind of sends the message, you know, faster or harder or right. whatever. So if you can't find the words, maybe try it, it through body language. But if you're if, if the message still isn't being picked up, you're going to have to learn some kind of way to let your partner know what you would like to experience in that moment. Yeah. And that oh, I'm glad you brought that up just because how often in sex do we take a partner's refusal or rejection to do something personally? Mm. Yeah. Or they take it as a criticism that right. you're not good in bed. Right. 
that, yeah, you know, hey, you know, that's enough already. Can you move on to something else? You know, <laughs> obviously, if you say it that way, yeah, maybe, maybe there's a little bit. Yeah. It's not, much it's not an elevator button. Right. There's a little more tact available. But, I mean, it's so interesting that you can think of just hearing the counsel of, you know, don't take a partner's no or refusal personally and just refer back to whatever you were doing before, you know, just kind of re-engage, reconnect, because we go through connection and disconnection in sex all the time. If you think yep. about it, it really is true that we disconnect from the moment and we fantasize about something that maybe isn't even going on in the moment, but that's still a disconnection right. on, a, on, a, on an emotional level or a spiritual level or a mental level. And then we figure out ways to get back into the situation. And then, so it's just realizing even when there's a physical refusal of, you know, I don't want to do that today. Okay. You can take that personally and sulk around and, and stomp out, or you can, all right. Man, man up or woman up and yeah. be like, well, what would you like to do? Let's go back to, and let's try this. What if I did this? Or, and, and you just kind of constantly seek and, and say what you want with the willingness to have a partner influence, deviates and change that. And I mean, that's what you really want when it comes to sex anyway, is, is somebody that's fully present with you, somebody that's pushing back on you in a sense that's standing up with you. Mm -hmm. That's how you experience more of them. Yeah. Rather than just somebody that's willingly ah, do whatever you want, you know, that God, what, where's the turn on in that? In, in, the, in the long run, maybe right. one, maybe one or two episodes. Yeah, that could be kind of fun. <laughs> but the, in the long run with life together with somebody you've created a life outside the bedroom with, I, I want somebody that's full grown, that pushes back and that challenges me mm -hmm. to deal with things because that's, that's where you truly experience the goodness that married sex has to ha offer. Yeah, we, we should help each other be the best lovers we can possibly be with our spouse. Right. Um, another thing that comes to mind is a good rule of thumb might be to save uh, negative feedback for after the sexual experience is totally over. There's no need to bring it up right then. Okay. Talk about a boner killer. Um, but positive feedback is always great in the moment. Um, that we're kind of like Pavlov's dog. You know, when we know that there's a reward and, and we know that what we're doing is working and that they're feeling good to be told that, oh yeah, that that's the perfect spot. Keep doing exactly what you're doing. You know, what, whatever type of feedback you can give. I think that that really raises the adrenaline level, totally. you know, in the experience. It's not a kind of like Pavlov's dog. We are Pavlov's yeah. dog. <laughs> yeah, the, the definitely positive reinforcement keeps us kind of going after it like a dog with a bone, not to overuse the dog <laughs> analogy in this show. But um, the negative, you know, feedback, even to wait until you're outside of the bedroom altogether might be a good approach. You know, maybe uh, while you're out for a walk together, out of earshot of kids and all, and to say, remember the other night when you did this? Uh, you know, I just wanted to let you know that that, that that wasn't feeling very good to me in that moment. Uh, maybe they'll, you know, lighten up or slow down or speed up or, you know, whatever feedback you can offer them would be very, very helpful. But do it in a place that's kind of neutral. And I think right. that the bedroom is probably not the most neutral place in the world. It, yeah, it, it can be filled with lots of stuff. And it also is one of those, oftentimes, if you think about the conversations that happen in the bedroom, they happen at the end of the day when you both aren't in a really good mind, mindset. Yeah, when you're tired. <laughs> to, to deal with something that's deep 
and could take a while to talk through. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's my prescription for lots of times in my own life and with couples is when you're going to have the tense marital conversations and you want to do them differently than in the moment is do them during lunch, mm -hmm. meet each other for lunch yeah. during the business day. Cause that's then, you, cause you have an end time frame. then you can't go, it can't just keep going on and on and on, at least in person, but it usually it's, you're kind of in a different mindset. Yeah. And there's a few hours to kind of let it sink in before right. you have an, an opportunity to be sexual with one another right. again. I also think a good approach would be before you offer feedback, especially if it's, in, you know, if you're wanting to offer negative feedback, ask for feedback first. Ask, say, is there anything that I've been doing lately that you would like to see me do differently? Because I really want to make you feel good. Your pleasure is my priority so if there's anything I can do to enhance your sexual experience in our bed, then please feel free to let me know. And then okay. after they respond, then you can kind of let them know. And then don't be don't be surprised if if your spouse is like, "Oh, it's so sweet of you to ask." No, you you do everything great. And then when you offer up what you want to say, you know, in, in in the spirit of you know constructive criticism, then they may come back and go, "Oh, well, since you mentioned that." <laughs> Let me just let you know that, yeah, you don't do this very well. Since you've <laughs> opened the door. Exactly. It's like, oh, well, if you're going to play that game, if this is not just affirmation time, if this is really constructive criticism time, then then while we're on the topic, yeah, right. let me throw this out. So don't take it personally. <laughs> Again, either way, whether yeah. you're offering, whether you're asking, you know, just the communication is vital to both of you having the mind-blowing experiences that every married couple is entitled yeah. to experience together. Yeah. And man, that opens up the dynamic of trying to really learn to communicate clearly because I mean, think about it, you know, Shannon, even in, even in our shows that we do together, you know, this, if you're new to sexy marriage radio, Shannon and I are, are not married to each other, but we are both married and represent, you know, 40 plus years of married life to our spouses and we take cues from each other. You know, we're kind of learning how to do the show together and getting better and better. I think each, each show, but it is still learning how to read each other and, and learning how to, to see what's going on. And if you take that into the bedroom, you know, a facial expression can ruin an, an event. <laughs> if you think about yeah. it. And, <laughs> and it, and it could just be, they were just, they had a hiccup you know, or, or a burp or something. And, and you read that as, <laughs> what did I do? You know, because look at how often we walk on eggshells with our spouse. Or, or worse than a hiccup or a burp is a yawn. <laughs> they, oh, that could be so uh, oh, misinterpreted. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, it, 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 because you see that, you know, I could be doing something with Pam and she yawns, and then I take it as, wow, she's bored. But she, bored. but I, I don't mentally think, oh, yeah, she hasn't slept in 24 hours, you know, or whatever, that where you kind of realize, oh, wait, that wasn't about me. But how often do we do that where we well, read each other and we are, are bad at it? Yeah. And one guy, uh, one of my coaching clients, he admitted he was like, I'm so bad bad about yawning while I'm performing oral sex. He said, but there, it's not that I'm bored and it's not even that I'm that tired. And what he realized is that, you know, when his face is buried yep. in his wife's garden, uh, he wasn't getting a lot of oxygen. Yep. And the reason we yawn is because we're not getting enough oxygen yep. to the brain. That is it. It's, it's a huge oxygen increase. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But so it's just that whole learning how to, 
to, I, I don't know, I guess it's, it's seek what I'm wanting, say what I'm wanting, what I'm looking for, and allow my spouse the room to respond and react and not take that as personal mm -hmm. to, to know that they're still working and navigating just like I am in the moment. Yeah, they're, they're no expert either. They're trying to become an expert in you. Right. You know, and, and hopefully you're trying to become an expert in them. But right. yeah, you have to tell them what you want, what you really, really want. You know, you, you just got to speak <laughs> did, up. Did you just really go way. there? Did, did I, you? Okay. <laughs> I sang. <laughs> That's as close to singing as I'll get on air. I promise. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't, don't want to turn our listeners off after this episode. <laughs> but I mean, what what we're talking about is just to kind of wrap it all up is that the more you can be a student of your life and your spouse. I mean, I think it's kind of going on concurrently that it's, it's learning how to tolerate the disconnect and connect by saying what you want and letting your spouse do the same. I mean, that, I mean, I love, I love the story of how the show opened, Shannon, of just that when, after 25 years, a couple finally saying, you know, no, no, this is what it really, I want. Well, Hey, I, I could do that. I'm, I'm yep. good with that. And, and it's amazing how we get so into this assuming world because of that's just how life has unfolded. And yep. And and in and as a reward for their bravery and boldly going where they had never gone before and opening up those lines of communication, it was like Christopher Columbus. They yep. discovered new territory. Yep. And that's what married life offers. Well, we're glad you joined us. So if we left something undone something you want uh, our take on or a question, please send us an email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We love hearing from the sexiest listeners on the planet. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope that it leads to better communication and then in turn better sex because, man, what a great thing to share with our spouse. Mm -hmm. See you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>